0: Hello and welcome to another episode of FGC Philosophy. This is where we combine the world of personal development and fighting games to help you guys level up inside and outside the virtual arena by talking about topics and having guests on the show that can help you level up inside and outside the virtual arena. Today's guest is no other than Detroit local Lanell L Train Deacons sponsored by Hazardous and a very great Tekken player who recently won Yomacon Battle Opera 2018. I've actually known him for a while now, and we've been talking online, but finally got a chance to sit down and interview him for the show, which I'm very excited for. But before we get into all of that, I have to, of course, mention Patreon.com Philosopher. With your support, I continue to do what I love. As little as a dollar a month goes a long way, so definitely check that out. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast so that you can get updates whenever I do a new podcast. I upload every Wednesday and then I also upload onto youtube.com philosopher as well. So make sure you check out that content if you like what you see here. But that's it. thank you guys so much for tuning in. Of course, as always, I hope you enjoyed the show. First question i always ask everybody is just you know how did you get started in the scene like how did you get started with fighting games oh well uh, let's see <laughs> uh, let's see starting with fighter games uh, i was actually
1: my first fighting game was mortal kombat i was a kid um like, a young kid probably about like maybe seven or eight and my dad you know it was, it was around the holidays sat down had my uh, cousins that were a little older than me we were all playing I would beat them all up. They were like, "Man, how how do you figure this out so quick or something like that?" Because we all had like just played for the first time, and I I just figured out how to do this, how to do that, and then and had like a slight advantage over them. So it was like from there, even at that time, it was seeing like how quick I could pick up and like really really get into it. And then as far as like the competitive aspect of playing games, well, how that started. I ended up discovering Tekken years later. Like, like I said, Mortal Kombat was first, but Tekken came. Uh, it was a childhood friend of mine named Julian. We were always playing like together. When, especially once Tekken really started to pick up steam, especially uh, Tekken Three, we like consistently played. And I remember I didn't even have my PlayStation yet, but I had bought Tekken Three because <laughs> I, was, I, I was about to get it. So I said, you know what, I'm just get the game first because it was hard to find. I remember having to go to like three Toys R Us to try to get it, so it was it was crazy, but I got it, and then I would just be at his house for a little while playing, and then we would play for like hours, and then uh, I remember finally I'm like all right I'm about to get mine I finally get mine now I'm at home practicing learning combos and things like that, and uh, yeah, but then little years and years later competitively. Um one of my homeboys that I went to high school with uh, named Bucci, we ended up working together uh, at, at Myers in Southfield, Michigan. And he would he'd tell me, you know, they would play and get together. This was like 2011, like uh, late 2011, something like that. So he would tell me and he would bring up uh, one of his homeboys that was really good. But they called him by his uh, government name, Brian. But that's really, you know, the homeboy, uh, Adonis. So we would, they would call him by his name. And I knew his tag, his old tag was called Ali Vegas. Now, if they said that, I would have refused the money match because I knew the names. Because even though I wasn't competitively playing yet, I knew about, like, the competitive scene. Like, I knew about Justin Wongs and all, like, all the names you needed to know in fighting games, I knew about. So I just wasn't competing myself. So then we meet. This is when I met uh this is the first time I met all caps and footwork and everything around there. Like all those guys were younger. Like I'm a little older than them, but like when that first came around, we played me and Brian played a money match and I lost like sixty dollars that day. <laughs> so it's like, uh so and they said most of the people that they did that to, they you know they left never came back but you know i was different i was motivated i said well i actually want to get better at this because you know i'm already a fan of, of the series and the game and to find people who actually know what they're doing and can make me a better player you know i'm all for it so you know i endured a whole lot of beatings a whole lot of losses and then about uh, about september 2012 uh tag two and tag, tag two came out and uh brian invited me back to the uh, To the HQ where everybody would play at and ran me through a gauntlet and I beat everybody and then I fought him again and it wasn't as bad as when I lost the 60 but it was was a little more contested. He still won of course but uh, he said oh yeah he's gotten better and then that's when like the competitive journey would like really begin and I ended up joining a corn and my first major ever was uh, Atlanta's final round. And that's why that tournament actually holds a special place for me. Because uh, when you're a new player, you go to final round. Final round is considered like a Super Bowl for Tekken. Because like the Atlanta scene is very strong. And uh, a lot of new players usually don't come down there and like do well. So when a new player comes there and does well, it's like, yo, this guy might be good. <laughs> so I go there. I place pretty pretty decently it was like 300 plus players um some names came out including some of the koreans like me was there uh, jdcr showed up that was when i first met those guys so i i've known those guys for some years now and had been traveling and seeing them for years at, at tournaments but that was the first time i ever met them and got to play them and it's like it was crazy for me because when i first first uh got there i was a little starstruck i'm like these are Players I watch, like at, at tournaments and everything, like it's crazy. You know, I'm a new guy, so and from there, it, it's just been fun doing it. Now it's been to think that that's been like about eight years or so ago now. So it's like, whoa, that much time has passed. <laughs> but it's been a fun ride since since starting my like, I I, and, and now that to see the newer players coming up in our community now, the guys coming up under and seeing them being excited about competing and me helping them as much as I can along with High and all the other like guys that's been around doing it, it's uh it's definitely been a fun thing to be a part of though, most definitely.
0: Yeah, and I've definitely seen a lot of you guys, like, um and Azure, you know, reaching out to try to teach people Tekken 7, which is pretty amazing. Uh, I, I have a lot of questions <laughs> from what you said. I guess, you know, one of the things I'm really curious about um, is, you know, y- your drive to get better. I know a lot of people hit a wall and it kind of just quit, but for the people that want to get better, like, what, what was that motivation for you? Like, why did you want to get better?
1: Uh, why did I want to get better? What yeah. Else? the uh, one thing was coming to the realization that I wasn't good, <laughs> so that that was one thing um two it was and another it was the love of the game like I really like people don't know like Tekken has been uh my favorite fighting game series since I discovered it, and part of it links to uh, me and my father uh when I was younger growing up, we would always watch Bruce Lee characters, so law was like the first character that gravitated me toward the series and i'm like i remember when i first first played and i saw the sounds and i'm like this is bruce lee in the game like that's what i'm saying so it just immediately like pulled me in because that was like my i love bruce lee movies so and i still watch them to this day and and then on top of that discovering the competitive scene and you know getting better and testing yourself against other players is, is i just get like a nice little rush from doing that like It doesn't matter who you are. You know, I'm not the type of person where I won't play this player. Like, I'll play anybody because my thing is you can learn from whoever you play against, whether it's uh, even if it's a person that's considered low level. If you know that they do stuff and you're not that great at punishing, you can consistently, you know, learn how to punish from that. Or if you're playing a player that's at your level or higher, you can learn what you can't do for real or what moves you can't do, what's unsafe. Things like that, so you can learn from like every type of player. Most may not think that, but I I don't think like that. So,
0: yeah, that's very good. Um, So there's a term. There's two terms really that I I talk about a lot here is uh, the growth mindset and the fixed mindset. Um, I'm not sure. Are you familiar with those terms? I've heard heard of those terms before, but
1: might never like dive deep into it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, So my my background's in person development and. um, Like with with the growth mindset, you know, right? I'll start with the fixed mindset. You know, a lot of people, I'm sure you've seen this before, but you know, a lot of people who have the fixed mindset, and it's not something that's permanent. You know, both these things can can change depending on what topic, what what you're doing. Uh, but the fixed mindset is someone that, you know, basically refuses to lose. They don't see opportunities, you know, as a way of learning new things. So whether they win or they lose, they don't take anything from it. They're always just kind of hitting plateaus a lot of the time. Um, those people tend to also make excuses for, you know, their losses and things of that nature. You know, all oh, this character is broken, stuff like that. But as someone with a growth, a growth mindset uh, tends to find learning opportunities anywhere that they can, um, which, you know, obviously sounds like what you're doing right here. And I'm curious to know, um, that's a very like basic explanation of, of what those things are, but that, that generally explains it, you know, is, Trying to learn, you know, the growth mindset is always trying to get better. For me, I'm always trying to get better at fighting games. Always trying to get better at commentary, doing content, asking questions is is one of the big things for me. Uh, so I'm curious to know, like, how did you maintain that growth mindset? Like, why is it that you you always want to learn rather than, you know, letting your ego take the front seat, take the driver's seat, and you know, make excuses for your losses and stuff like that?
1: Um. Well, part of that was, well, really, my upbringing. Like that's how I kind of treat a lot of things in life. Like my father and my mother, like raised me to be a a humble individual. So, you know, you always, as my dad would say, you know, never feel like you arrived. Like there's always something that, you know, you can learn and grow from. And, you know, I just apply that attitude usually into everything I do, whether it's at work or games or wherever. But when it comes to the gaming thing, it's actually funny that you mentioned that because uh, they, that's a lot of players' problems in the community is that some of them, a lot of them have a fixed mindset. So they'll say, oh, you can't, can't be me for real or this, that, and the third. And it's like little do they know that holds them back. And that's reasons why you have the players who are like really – uh, growing and rising in the community versus the ones who have like remained stagnant. Like I've seen a lot of even in the the, the tech side of things, I've seen a lot of the new guys uh, come in and make strides. Like uh, my my boy uh, Black Havoc. I remember when he first started, he was like terrible, and now <laughs> now as you see, he he was up against me at Yumacon and uh, in top eight. So to to see him like come that far and remember where he started, you know, I, I definitely uh, am, am proud to see that because but he had the growth mind state. Like he's always trying to, you know, figure out how he can get better. He'll even tell you how to be this character just so he can get better and not, you know, do the same thing over and over. And, uh, you know, he's a part of highest classes, too. So, you know, he's been learning from another you know top player here so his work his work ethic and definitely the work he's been putting in is showing so but that's the difference though like when you have a when you have a growth mindset you're gonna always you know keep pushing keep striving where it's fixed fixed is pretty much just remaining stagnant when you remain stagnant you know you move nowhere like a car without an engine is not gonna go nowhere no <laughs> battery it's not gonna go nowhere no gas like any of them things not in it. It's not gonna do anything but sit there. So I, that's why I myself I've always had like the the mindset of how can I get better? Especially if I like even if I win, like I I I'm rewatching my Yuma matches, and even though I won, there was still stuff I was nitpicking about myself. Like I could have did, could have punished that harder, or I just, I could have made that look cleaner. Like you know, whenever you're tough on yourself like that that's what grinds you out to become like a a strong player because to me even in victories if you could find something else like that you could do better then like hone hone that like sharpen it you know because then your next time you play you'll look even
0: better so yeah yeah definitely i see a lot of the top players always doing that you know even even if they win you know they're and i find this myself too like I, i i I'm I'm not going to say I'm a good player or anything like that, but I've definitely been growing and practicing Street Fighter a lot. Uh, yeah. And even when I win, you know, a tournament or, or a match, I'm just like, yeah, but I could have done this, this, and that. And, like, I kind of see that in a lot of high-level players. And I used to find that really weird because I, I was very much, like, a, a depressed, fixed-mindset kind of person making excuses for any losses that I had. And I always thought those people were, like, really annoying when I was like, man, why – like, you won. Why are you, like, you just take the win? But then I realized that you have to – you know, people who – our winners or overachievers or people with a growth mindset are always, it's not just about winning. It's about just improving and testing your skills and and trying to grow all the time. And if you don't, you know, analyze yourself and and be critical, then you never see those sort of things. You know, you're, you're just looking for that emotional satisfaction and, and that's it, but you don't grow. Uh, But uh, in that, Note uh, something I noticed is that there's a lot of good Detroit players. You know, in Michigan alone, there's a lot of good Detroit players. You have, you know, Hollywood Sleep who was very good at Killer Instinct. You had a uh, Jackal who who took, uh, I think he took Ex Fighting Layer, but he's also well known. He's a good Ki player from, am not mistaken. Uh, you have Alucard who's really good. He won, he won uh, Street Fighter Battle Opera, but he's been well known for a while. You know, you got you, you got footwork. Um, you had members of the corner. Like what, what makes Detroit such a a like a breeding ground for good fighting game players. Well, if if you know the history of uh
1: the arcades, arcades were were in the inner cities, it was never in the suburbs, it was never, you know, online didn't really exist. You had to go to your local arcade or go, you know, just to, to find games and pick up people and then you know, back then there was no YouTube, there was a whole lot of stuff that didn't exist. So you had to have, you know, to grind it out. Uh, and the, my uh, boy that I mentioned, uh, Brian or Donna says he's known at in the, uh, in the uh, FGC now. He formed corn and the way he came from the RK era because he came up under the OGs that came before him. So like video and names like that, they taught him. So and 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 from there he passed on and created that with corn and what he would do he would even pit us against each other uh have us run sets you know screaming out advice things like that like he he can be a a, a hard teacher but the results the results that the results that you'll see afterwards it's like you're like wow I I see what he was trying to do because I remember and that's how uh or that's how all of us begin to become stronger players. Like footwork can play like almost everything. So it's like, but part of that, he's uh he's a pretty talented player in general. Uh because he actually plays a little bit of Tekken himself uh nowadays too, but he also plays Street Fighter, he also plays uh Undernight, he also plays Dragon Ball, so he has his hand in a lot of games. Ah, uh, me. I'm I'm mainly known for Tekken, but when I was playing Street Fighter Five, I was pretty solid. Um, I'm learning Dragon Ball right now, and then I just I just bought Soul Calibur, so I'm about to get back into that because I actually play Soul Calibur too. So it's like uh, being able to play all these games. It really just comes from one. We all have a lot of history. We all grew up. We had older brothers and stuff, so we've been playing like for years. Even though we didn't really begin to understand in a competitive aspect until we went that route, but it's just always been there. Like it's, it's like think of it as like a seed being planted, and then over time you just keep watering it, giving it sunlight, you know, until it sprouts. And that's pretty much uh, how it happened. Like uh, Brian was pretty much like a gardener. He got all of us as as, as like his seeds, and was over time you know, put water and, and we turned into the players that we are now, you know, I, I look and see how everybody has like, you know, went out into the competitive world and, and done like pivotal things. Like, uh, I remember, uh, Seth, lolol. That's another player that played with us and was part of Korn. And he, he beat infiltration and won final round 16 in a street fight across Tekken. And, and Seth was one of the gods of that game. Um, I remember, you know, Sleep 1, Evo. And, like, it's just so many... Like, it's so many uh, players from here that have, have, have went on and, and started off... And, then like, you brought up Alucard. You know, he's been around for years. In fact, he just was at the tournament yesterday. Uh, won Street Fighter there. And uh, just... You, so, just seeing, like, everybody come up and everybody do well and have a name for themselves, and it, it's cool to see. Because I... I you know, I spent a lot of years with these guys at this point. So to to see the names and then to see the influence and to see how people look up to all of us and and follow us, watch our streams, you know, talk to us in majors, things like that is it, definitely cool to see, considering how everybody started. So.
0: Okay. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense actually. I did, I didn't know the history. I'm not originally from Michigan. I just uh I am now currently a resident. So it's always interesting hearing about that. And I've I've been to Detroit quite a few times now. Um, Detroit and Chicago are the main two places that I go to to play fighting games, so it's always interesting seeing the level of skill that is being pumped out of <laughs> out of Detroit, but it's actually starting to bleed into other cities as well. Like, we started F- FGC here. Um, that spurred uh, Battle Creek to start little. FGC. Grand Rapids has been growing strong for a while. There's a lot of good players there that uh, I hope start to you know make a name for themselves out there. Uh, not just as commentators, but as players as well. Um... But yeah, I guess one of the questions that I, I like to ask everybody is just, you know, if someone wanted to be where you are right now, obviously you have bigger goals, but people want to get where you are when it comes to skill level. You know, what what kind of advice would you give them to to help speed up the process of getting to where you are now?
1: Well, it, it I'll be realistic with them. It's not really a way you can speed it up. It definitely takes. A, it's a grind. It's literally a grind. Like you have to consistently practice, Um, but one thing that I tell people uh, that a lot of people seem to neglect when in the process of getting better is the analytic side of getting better, which is watching your footage, uh, seeing what you did wrong in this match or seeing what you did right in the match, seeing how you could strengthen your weaknesses and even sharpen your strengths even more because you have to do analytics because... That's the only way you're gonna see things for real because like if you ever notice when you're at a tournament and you're playing while you're playing you're pretty much in the zone at that point whereas opposed the people watching are the ones saying oh no right there you could do this do that that's pretty much what you have to do yourself after you know the playing is over with so when you do do that then when you enter your next match or your next battle or your next whatever those things are in mind because you're constantly, you know, analyzing and and, and really watching what you're doing and seeing what, what you can improve on to make either the wind look cleaner or maybe a matchup you struggling a lot, you know, how you can fight it better. You know, the, the analytic side is, is, is to me slightly more important than like just slightly, though, more important than the actual like sitting down playing and getting your muscle memory and all that. Even though, of course, I find that just, you know, important as well. But watching what you do is is, is big because that will determine, you know, how well you do the last time. Because, you know, as the saying goes, when it comes to uh, fighting, you're as good as your last match. So in order to, like, you know, supersede that, you want to watch what you've done. And then at your next showing, you want to look better. So the, the key is to look better. So in order to do that you definitely want to watch because i know one thing that i do while i'm training is uh i watch my matches especially if it's a matchup that i struggle with um i watch my matches see the mistakes i did and then go into practice mode and like use uh tekken has the useful record function so you can like kind of emulate what you lost against like almost exactly so if a person is doing a setup you know, I just watch and go into practice mode, see how to do it and and then see what options I could use to, to get out of it. So and, and that's just and that's also knowing how to uh, properly train. That's another important thing, because you have people who spend hours in training mode, but they're not training correctly. Like they'll do combos over and over, which I won't say it's a bad thing because. You have to have your B&Bs and stuff like that down so when you touch the person, you can hurt them. But at the same time, if you don't know how to punish or if you don't know how to space or know the range of your buds and stuff like that, you can know the B&Bs. But if you can't hit the person or touch them or understand range and stuff like that, you're never going to land that b So as important as it is to know it, you still have to uh, practice everything else correctly. Of course to beginners. Now to beginners I tell them that's the first thing they should learn cuz you know I I've come across a lot of new players uh especially people who want to learn my character Lars which I have a Discord for and I have like 40 players under me right now and I'm usually you know a lot of them are new some of them are somewhat seasoned been playing and in there and it's a it's a pretty great group uh a lot of great guys in there some of them i've actually known for a little bit of time now and we'll you know exchange tech say what you should use this for uh how you should apply this move because it's always good to find like-minded players uh who think like you and y'all could actually converse and, and share strategies and, and things that you may have missed because most of the time when i do look in the group there's a lot of that going on and then of course if i'm in there myself uh, sharing advice, saying how you should, uh, well, you should approach this matchup, and uh, it's definitely, definitely been a fruitful group for sure. Um, I'm definitely uh, proud of a lot of the progress that a lot of the players have made in there. Um, and what's great about it is that even though I'm the, the lead guy in there, a lot of them take it upon themselves to like figure things out, and to me. If you want to see the most uh, fruit from your labor doing that you have to do that like and, and that's that's to me even in life itself if you want to see the most out of uh what you want out life, you have to do it yourself like of course it's good to you know ask for advice and uh, get help especially when you know you need it because that's that's also important knowing when to ask for help or seek advice but you, the the you initiating and grinding yourself—that's the big thing. But new players, you know, though, like I kind of somewhat approach like how Hyde does. I, I just focus on little stuff because even some of them will ask about the advanced stuff. I'm like, well, you know, you're not quite there yet, so we'll we'll start here. And uh, but all in all, though, it's it's all
0: about how much you put in. You get in what you put out. So yeah sound advice. Makes sense to me. I like it. Um, uh, the last question is just, you know, what's what's in the future for you? Like, what goals do you have coming up here, and, and, and what what are you training for? Let's see.
1: Um, well, like I said, I'm, I'm practicing right now, uh, getting myself ready for a uh, reversal and NEC and Midwest Championships. Those are, like, the next three events that looking into but as far as like goals um just to further help out the community as much as i can you know continue to like be one of the pillars uh if you're a new player you know i always tell new players you know they can come my way um uh i don't if you're you know really willing to be dedicated and learn and, and do what it takes to actually become a better player you know Without hesitation, I help you. You know, I, I tell people I have the open door policy. You can come to me, whatever advice, questions, things of that nature. But, but yeah, continue to be a pillar. Um, continue to grow my stream because I've been streaming a lot more and, and been gaining a lot of gaining a lot more viewers and stuff. A lot from that because a lot of people are like, man, training you stream. You know, you're you're a great player. You'd be entertaining and stuff like that. So, I'm doing that a lot more. And just you know, basically continue to to build my my own brand. So, and, and and because a lot of people you know respect me as a player and as a personality in the FGC. So it's like you know just continuing to 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 get a stronger brand, become a better player. You know the all night and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, well, on that note, then since you're streaming, you got some social media like. Where can people find you or any of the organizations that you're affiliated with?
1: Um, well, as of right now, I know it, everybody knows I'm with Hazardous Game, and they do have a Twitter. Um, you probably just type in, uh, well, actually, you can go to my Twitter, at, at L-Train underscore 313. I believe I have that page linked in my bio. But uh, you can type in Hazardous Game, and it'll pop up. Also, you can find me on Facebook, um, uh, Lanell L Train Dinkins. And you also, I do have a YouTube as well, um, this L Train's Fighting Dojo. And I'm actually crafting content for that as well on the side, like tutorials and, and how to fight this matchup, how to punish things like that. That's just something I'm working on right now on the side. But yeah, that's pretty much how you can reach me. Uh, my PSN as well, you know, uh, L Train Locomotive. I pretty much use that tag for everything but i tell people you can reach out to me on there because I, I have it linked to my phone so to whoever reaches out to me i will see it just you know just just hit me up and i'll I reply to you as soon as i can if i'm not too busy with whatever i'm doing at the moment but yeah there's various ways to reach you know and i'm even on instagram too so it's like that's which is also a, a it's L train the locomotive, but it's T-H-A instead of THE, and you can hit me up on there as well. But yeah, you can hit me up. I'm not I'm not a hard guy to reach. You're
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're diversifying. I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for joining this show. This has been uh, very insightful for me. Hopefully, the audience has also learned some things or two as well. Um, As always, my name is a Philosopher. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure, if you haven't already, you hit that subscribe button for more content from FGC Philosophy and other upcoming content. Other than that, thank you guys. And as always, I will see you in the next one.